Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is November 20th, 2020. How about that? How about it? Monday night football game coming up Monday night at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time playing against the Rams. Woo! The Los Angeles Rams? Yes. Is that right? I can't remember. I know. I was about to say the Las Vegas Rams or is it the Vegas Angeles Rams? I don't know. I'll still call them St. Louis all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. It's uh, I still call the uh, still call them the Baltimore Colts, <laughs> but Indianapolis yeah. Colts. What yeah. are they? They're the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis no. Colts. I still remember. <laughs> I have family that are still angry about that. They're very bitter. Yeah, well, they were big uh, fans of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They knew him. Yeah. What's his name? What was his Johnny name? Unitas. Johnny Unitas, man. Yep. Okay, this is how the show is going to go. I can't remember I Johnny know. Unitas. All right, here we go. Man, <laughs> I should have drank some coffee. Or <laughs> we got a good show for you tonight. We're going to go through the All-22 with the Carolina Panthers game. A uh, little bit of nuggets in there we're going to talk about. We've got some news, right? You got yes, news, Molly? I do. I have okay. a lot of Okay, then we're going to discuss the big game coming up Monday night. Yay! Against the Rams in whatever city they play in. The loss. It won't matter because we playing at Ray J. That's all we need to remember. Ray J. I know, right? That's all we need. Uh, So stay tuned for a big, big show. Bigger than usual. I don't know why I'm saying that. Just to keep people intense. (laughs) Keep people in tune. But first, we got to talk about the All-22. No, wait, wait, wait. We got what? some fact checks and follow ups? Yeah. You did them, right? No. I thought you did them. <sighs> Ralph, I said while well, I'm sitting here doing it, you do this part. Oh, oh, I, I did one. Yeah, that was it. We only had one fact yeah. check? Oh, man. We are batting. That's 99. Well, you were <laughs> supposed to do the playoff picture, too. Did you do that? I, I didn't know what you were talking about with that. Guys. What? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Playoff picture. Playoffs? We have one extra wild card team. Was that it? It was just, hey, let's talk about the current playoff situation, how we're looking. Uh, Whatever. We'll do it next time. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no, we did talk about what? What was the? It was the, uh, the memo that went out to the refs. Yes, it was not a memo. That would be a fact check, I guess. But what it was is the NFL vice president of officiating, training and development, Walt Anderson, explained to the referees that here's what he said. This was during the meetings. He said, when we were preparing, certainly going in, we had a theme of, quote, clear and obvious. And we wanted to, that to continue throughout the year. We had to address clear and obvious. So you can't miss clear and obvious, and it starts with that. Going forward, we don't want all of a sudden to start calling the ticky-tack stuff. We want things that are clear. So the referees okay. have really been shooting for clear and obvious penalties. 
that's why we're not getting all these holding calls that we should be getting yeah, or that we normally have been getting. It's been amazing. It's like a third less, no, not a third less, a third of what we've normally gotten as far as penalties for holding at this time of the year. They have drastically cut down on holding penalties. We've only got seven on the year. Wow. Yeah. That's less than one a game. That's what? Yeah. Yeah. But the Saints, they had <laughs> what, 19 against us in one game that I counted. Which, not uh, called. That's the point. They're right. not calling them. Uncalled. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which That would be a good segue into the all-22 breakdown of the Panthers game. The Panthers. The kittens. <laughs> <laughs> That was my impression of the Carolina Panthers. Okay. The, the refs did a pretty decent job. I'll give them a C. Okay. Yeah. They only had seven uncalled penalties. Six of them were holding. One of them was a block in the back. So they didn't do too bad. Okay. Yeah. Who were they mostly on, us or them? Oh, them. Okay, of course. Of course. Should have known I don't that. look for penalties. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I do look. We play very, very clean football. Hmm. It's uh, actually quite amazing. We are just an amazing football team. Let's just cover that base. Okay, I like that. Just all the way around. Yeah, it was a referee at the Land Clark crew. Gave him a grade of C, highest grade his ref will ever get from me. Shouldn't you grade it on a curve? It's like C is the best you can get. I, it That's would, an A. I think I would throw up in my mouth if I had to say I'd give the refs an A. <laughs> No okay. way. No curves. I just Got can't it. do it. Okay. I'd be like, uh, 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 I just can't say it. Couldn't get it out. Yeah. All right. So the, what did I see on the game film? How did we summarize the game after watching it live, the broadcast? Molly. Is that rhetorical? <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe you were drunk? I don't know. It's just been so long ago. I know we should, we really got to stop waiting until Fridays to get these this podcast done. We we had everything ready yesterday. We just uh, had to take the kids to dance class, and it was parents' night, so we had to stay there and watch that. That was hilarious, to say the least. And uh, we've always got excuses. We are, if nothing else, we are masters at excuses. That's true. But yeah, get, get these podcasts out of Friday. Nobody listens to them because Saturday rolls around and Sunday. But we don't have a game Sunday. So maybe maybe some people will check it out. <laughs> find out what we got to think about this stuff. But the Carolina Panthers game. Uh, it was really kind of boring. And when I say kind of boring, it was, it was really boring. I, I got through it pretty because quick. Because you're a masochist and you only like the games where we lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are more interesting. But... We just, well, like, I think because you don't look for highlights. You want, yeah, like, right. stuff I, I look that for happens. And yeah. guys that, that do something above and beyond. You know, I look for the guys, you know, I don't know. To, to me, football is about Jimmy's and Joe's. It's about blocking and tackling. You can have the best laid out scheme in the world, but if guys can't execute it, it's of no value. You, know, you give me a group of guys that want to play football that want to tackle and block, and I will put them up against the best skilled guys in the league. That's just how I feel. And that's what I look for. I look at the matchup, see who's blocking, who's tackling. And when the guys miss tackles or miss blocks, you know, I make notes of it. And there wasn't a whole lot of that in here. Now, the Buccaneers did 
missed tackles. We mm-hmm. had, I counted uh, nine, nine missed tackles. This is a trend that I'm not liking with the Buccaneers. I'm, I'm kind of worried about our defense. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we had nine missed tackles, but three of them were all in one play on special teams uh, when they got okay. that 90-some-yard return, that yeah. bunting chase down. But isn't that like on special teams, not on defense? Right, yeah. No, that wasn't on defense. So we had yeah. six uh, missed tackles on defense. They were, it was six different plays. Uh, Levante David had two of them. Really? Yeah, That's unusual he, for him. Yeah, I know. Well, it was unusual last week. Devin White was missing tackles. You know, he missed a, a couple tackles for a loss, and Levante David missed a couple. He missed one tackle for a loss, and then he whiffed on another tackle. It's just unusual for our guys to miss tackles, you know. It seems like as soon as I started talking up them, talking up, <laughs> them, talking up them about how good they are at tackling, then they started missing tackles. I think it was like week seven or eight. I was like, man, See, these guys you are just got to talk about the bad stuff, and then they <laughs> fix it out of spite. So when you talk about the good stuff, they're like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore, Ralph. Yeah, right. There you go. So <clears throat> I got to talk bad stuff. That's it. I guess. This is no longer a positive know. podcast. No. I know. We did that for like a week. Look what happened. What happened? They started missing tackles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you know, we had missed tackles and we had dropped balls. Uh, I counted five dropped passes. Two of them in the touch. Two of them in the end zone. The same thing happened last week. So, you know, those are those are two really basic things we're not being perfect at. And I want us yeah. to be perfect at them. I mean, one missed tackle is too much for me. I mean, these are things that we should be – we shouldn't have dropped passes. We shouldn't have missed tackles. You know, we are an elite football team. But it seems like we have been – been slipping on those aspects here lately, the fundamentals. And I don't Yeah, which that's what I talked about in the preview before the Panthers game. I wanted to see us kind of clean up that stuff. Yes. And we did clean it up a bit compared but to But was it the quality of the opponent? Right. Exactly. The Panthers suck. I mean they're not they're not horrible. They're C. There's I mean midway. they're rebuilding. I mean they have a completely new like front seven, right? I mean, well, I mean, their whole coaching staff is new. Right. Their defense, they drafted, you know, seven guys, all defensive. They got a first-year NFL coach who's never – he came from college. Y'all right over there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Half my body keeps so, on camera. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, so it's kind of to be expected to me that – they're not that great. They're in a rebuild. Yeah. I mean, they're actually better than I thought they were going to be this year. They're a middling team, and we're an elite team. And we beat them 46-23, but it was close up until the mid of the third quarter. I mean, we were tied 17-17, right? Something, yeah, something like that. at halftime. Well, yeah. And we shouldn't have been. If we would have caught all those passes, tackled correctly – uh, we would have been way ahead. Well, we left a lot out there on the field. But to say saying all that, Tom Brady played an excellent game. Excellent game. He did a lot of really, really good stuff. He was extremely accurate. And, you know, he, he just commanded that pocket. There was a couple of times where he got pressure and he just 
it was it was almost like it wasn't there. There was one I put in the video things I found interesting, which is a very short video this week. It's only two series, uh, two 10-minute videos this week. Last week it was four. It just goes to show you how uninteresting mm. this game was <laughs> as far as uh, the Jimmys and Joes. But he had one where Dominic Smith got beat and the guy came at Brady and he just spun right out. I mean, just, just spun totally around and, and, and acted like, I don't know, like he was doing a dance move, a pirouette or something, and just kept on scanning down the field and stood there and then threw the ball. It was it was really impressive. I was like, wow. How he rolls, man. Yeah, just spun right out of it. Didn't panic or nothing. Almost like he was picking his teeth. <laughs> And it just really goes to show the difference in the quarterback play. And as we can, as we all could see, our offensive line has increased exponentially better just because of having the quarterback back there. Although I will say Tristan Wirfs is very, very good. That guy has extremely impressed me this year. And he went up against Brian Burns this whole game. Burns played against Donovan Smith last year. Uh, last time we played them, and just beat the mess out of Donovan Smith. Uh, but he went up against Worf's system. I don't know why they did it. They put a rookie against Donovan Smith. Uh, God, what's his name? He, he's got a, a hyphenated name. Oh, uh, Yeter Matos. Yes. Yeter? Is he a – I don't think is he's a rookie. Oh, my God. Gross Matos. Gross Matos. Oh, his first name is Ye- Okay. Or something. I don't know. I can't. I was like, oh my I can God. never pronounce it either. I, I butchered that name. If it's Yeter Matos, I was saying Gross Matos. But yeah, they had Gross yeah, Matos gross. matched up against Donovan Smith most of the game. Whereas uh, last time we played the Panthers, they had uh, Brian Burns up against Donovan Smith a lot of the game. And he just beat the mess out of Donovan Smith. And I don't know why they didn't go back to that formula because <laughs> Brian Burns didn't get anywhere. Anywhere with That's Tristan crazy. Wirfs. Yeah. I mean, he was a total non-factor. I think he got one time, and that was only because Tom Brady stepped up in the pocket and, you know, the uh, Brian Burns was being blocked by Wirfs and Brady stepped up, so Burns was, could basically just walk sideways. But I he forget, didn't even get him then. I forget who it was. It was like Carmen Vitale or somebody like that. Uh, posted on Twitter that Tristan Wirfs has gone up against really elite mm-hmm. pass rushers, mm-hmm. you know, Bosa. Yeah, and um, he, and he doesn't struggle. Can't, yeah, I mean he's not Cam struggling Jordan. With these guys. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Anyway, there was a whole uh, Khalil Mack. There was a whole list of them, and he's given up one sack mm-hmm. against all these elite pass rushers. It's just insane. Yeah, he should definitely be in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. And like I said, he's doing this with, you know, not a lot of help. No, yeah. They're not putting help over there with him, and he's not struggling. You know, the, they the big, kept him so low-key in the offseason. They were like, oh, we don't know if we're going to start him. We might put <laughs> Joe Haig over there. We'll see. They knew the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's playing really good. Uh, Donovan Smith, speaking of Donovan Smith, did not have a great game. Okay, I feel like the whole – video or the two videos you did it was all donovan smith it felt that way (laughs) yeah yeah he had uh five bad plays three good plays uh yeah but it's still five is a little much yes but the offense was out there a lot 
Yeah, that's true, too. But he's the only one. Now, the rest of the offensive line, everybody except Werves had at least one bad play. Uh, that is crazy. What? A rookie, and he didn't have one bad play. Yeah, he hardly ever does, ever. Wow. And that is so usually, impressive. Usually, if he screws up, it's because he's getting tripped by one of his own guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Donovan comes over there and trips him. <laughs> uh, yeah, Donovan did not have a good game. That, that gross Matos beat up on him a little bit. Uh, you know, he didn't play absolutely terrible, but you know, he, he played kind of old Donovan Smith football. Do you think Allie not being there had an impact? Nah, I don't know. Uh, Is that just making excuses for him? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Donovan Smith is Donovan Smith, man. He's what we see, and, you know, he sometimes he'll have really good games and play hard, and then, but, but the most of the time he's basically a spectator. <laughs> My boy loves to watch football, man. I, you watch, wa- I challenge y'all to watch the games and see who's standing looking down at the pile. Almost every play it's is going to be Donovan Smith standing there looking down at the pile. It's just so crazy. And it reminds me of how Jeremy McCoy used to be. He was always standing looking at the pile. They love they loved to watch them some football. You know, it's better this year. At least he's not watching Jameis get sacked. Right. That's what he did last year. <laughs> yeah, he had one play where he got beat and the guy made a tackle for a loss. It was on Ronald Jones. And you, you could see Donovan just put his head down and he was just shaking his head. He was like, oh, God, I suck. You know? <laughs> he doesn't suck. But yeah. He was just like, and then a couple of times, you know, he does that walk of shame where he gets beat and then he's just like, got his hands pressed out and shuffling yeah. down the <laughs> field. And you're like, oh, man. You know, it's just, it's a little annoying because last year I think he played so much better than yeah. he had in years past. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Now he's just slipping back. Well, yeah, yeah, he's he's regressed a little bit from last year, but he's but not I don't as bad yeah I don't think he's as bad as he was like at his worst, but yeah. but hey, it's not affecting the games really. I mean, it's like Tom Brady knows it, he expects it, and like I said, Donovan Smith got beat. Guy was going straight for Brady. Brady just spun. It was beautiful. It really was. He just spun right out of it. It wasn't a panic spin or anything. He just zip, and then he was just right back in perfect position to stand there and look down the field and throw the ball. I think he he knows what you know how Donovan Smith is, and he, he's not going to let it affect his game. So basically, Donovan Smith's play doesn't affect. Thomas <laughs> <laughs> like he's not there. Well, and you know, in twenty years, he can't be the worst left tackle that Tom Brady's ever played with. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean Donovan Smith is not complete trash. I right. Know. I mean, he gets a lot of flack on Twitter, I think, and from the fan base, and some of it's deserved, but. Not all of it. Yeah, I'd like to see him play better. I'd like to see him play with more oomph. Yeah. You know, if he plays with oomph, he is hard to beat. But, man, he gets out there and he just kind of sloths around. And, the loafing. It's yeah, the, it's the loafing. loafing. Yeah. You know, but I, I will say to his credit, ever since Brady's been here, he plays through. Uh, mm. He, a, a couple of times, he's gotten beat and then uh, re-engaged and moved the guy out of the way. And I, that's what you want to see from a lineman. If you get beat. You re-engage, man. Yeah, keep Get going. That, that yeah. was the 2018 season. He was really awful about oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Just not playing through to the whistle. Yeah, if he got beat, he would stop. And yeah, turn he was done. And watch. He was done. And, you know, Jameis holds the ball four or five seconds. So uh-huh. there was another two or three seconds where 
the dude was scrambling after Jameis, and Jameis was doing a Jameis. Yes. And uh, AQ Shipley and Ryan Jensen, I like that combination, man. One of the reasons why I like it is because they look so cute together. <laughs> they look you know, almost AQ exactly Shipley the same. does look like a uh, a pirate. He's got a pirate look to him. I feel like he's like bald with a goatee, and, and, and he's like a big guy. He's apparently, like he's a, he's a pretty buff. good locker room guy. Seems like a lot of guys like him. Oh, really? What was it we were watching? It was the mic'd up. Who was mic'd up? Tristan um, Wirfs. Yeah. I, I, don't think that was it. But anyhow, yeah, people were constantly saying his name and calling him Q or something. Okay. Q, yeah. what's up, Q? We did this one for you, Q. Stuff like that. <laughs> but when I say they look alike, I'm talking about their body and uh, the way they stature. play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're right beside each other on the line. So you can't tell their butts apart. <laughs> <laughs> they just they had the same style. It's like watching uh, two leopard gods. Yeah, but you got the, uh, Ryan has the ginger hair. Yeah. Can't you see that? I, I don't really pay much attention to it, I guess. You're too busy looking at their butts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they played really well together. Uh, and that's one thing I, w- I will say about our offensive line is they are playing really good together, all of them, all five of them. You're getting a lot more communication, and they're handing guys off much better, and it's uh, that they're helping each other out a lot. So. It's good. But then again, you know, like like you brought up, the Panthers, what's the level of competition there? They're really just not that good of a team. I mean, they're not horrible. Like I said, they're they're a medium team, mediocre. You know, and so it, it's hard to judge our guys against that. But, you know, we are an elite team. We are an A, A-plus team. So going up against the Panthers, we should have beat them a lot worse than we did. It would. It was a beat down, but it didn't come until the third quarter. <laughs> and it was basically off of two plays. You know, we had the big run by Ronald Jones, and then we had the interception right after that by JPP, mm-hmm. and that was the end of the game, basically. Uh, but we should have started from the get go, just slaughtered them. Now, we didn't have a single punt in this game. That was amazing. That was so wild. We had the fumble in, at the first drive, and then mm-hmm. after that, it was. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal. Yep, yep, yep. That's how we like to see it. And uh, that's a good thing because our special <laughs> teams, <laughs> they worry me, man. And, you know, B.A. was talking in his press conference uh, that yeah. they had, like, a good showing. And I'm like, there's the bullshitter. <laughs> well, yeah, he doesn't Found bullshit. To he him, does maybe bullshit. it was a good showing. No, I think he bullshits. <laughs> He bull- you can't you can't tell me that he's in a press conference saying special teams had a good showing and that's not complete bullshit. <laughs> when we had a extra point blocked, allowed a Come 98 on. yard yeah. run back. Uh yeah. Get out of here, Ralph. It's bullshit. And, yeah, I I don't I don't know about Bruce Arians special teams. I'm not saying like he's intentionally lying. I'm just saying he, yeah. he has a different definition of good. <laughs> um, no, I just think that he he will publicly blast people at times when it will be effective. But if it's not going to be effective, he's not going to lay it out there. You think the special teams are more ego fragile? You know, Maybe. Wanna... I don't, you know, probably. I don't know. But yeah, they 
they they really don't seem to focus a lot on blocking and tackling, you know, and the kickoffs and punts. Those are those are what I'm worried about. You know, I'm not worried about the, the field goals and the the punting itself or the kicking itself. It's the blocking and tackling that that worry me. Yeah. And as as we saw, you know, if Bunting hadn't have run all the way across the field and caught, thank God, that guy it would have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a. He caught the ball five yards in the end zone, ran out. We have three guys that missed tackled. You know, they, they could have had him, missed him. And then, luckily for us, Bunting had some jets on him and was able to track him down. You know, that's not, that's not going to happen every time. You know, and this has happened quite a few times this year where we've allowed huge returns. Yeah, and I mean, like the Saints, especially in the yeah. first game that we had against them, I mean, our field position was awful the whole game. Mm-hmm. And I think it really made a difference. It impacted the game a lot. So you're going to have those games, if we don't tighten this shit up, mm-hmm. where we're going to get trash field position and they're going to get great field position and that's going to be the difference in a game. Yes. Now, now on the punts, I, I don't know what they're doing on special teams, but they're allowing three guys. I've seen this for two weeks in a row. Three guys on the punting team to run down the field untouched. The three guys right in the middle, they just run down the field untouched. I don't understand it. It's It doesn't make any sense. I don't know if it's a strategic thing or whatever, but we, we're not able to return punts because there's – Usually four or five guys surrounding the ball by the time it lands. You know, it gets down there. We're just not blocking. And, you know, our tackling is just not that good on special teams, man. I, it, it worries me. We're going to run across, you know, a team that's good at it, and they're going to beat the mess out of us. And, you know, I'll take it of the Rams. <laughs> so we'll get to that later. So, anyhow, Brady was on fire, but the – Game ball definitely, definitely, definitely goes to Ronald Jones. Yeah. No question to <laughs> ask. He was by far the best player on the field. And I say by far. Brady was up there, but uh, Ronald Jones just played an outstanding game. I mean, even I'm the- so glad for him, especially coming back after that fumble. He has really grown on me this year. Yeah, you've really taken the hill. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it was uh, when we got later Fournette, you were like, What? And then Ronald Jones started playing good when Fournette yeah. got hurt. And you're like, there's no way they could take Jones. Yeah, out. that's how I feel. And he, just, he's proven you're right. Man. Yeah. Uh, I think he's learned a lot from Fournette. You know, he's changed Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, or his, Brady. I mean, we brought in Brady, too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think he, you know, Fournette is a master at doing what he's supposed to do. He runs where he's supposed to run. He follows his block. He look at his keys. And, you know, he just he's a, he's really, really good at that. And uh, that's why I would say that's his number one skill as a running back. And Ronald Jones had a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was always like looking for the hole or uh, too indecisive, too indecisive. Yeah. You know, you, you know, when these guys draw up these running plays, they want you to run where you're supposed to run so they could see how the play works, you know, see if this block works, if that block works or whatever. And if you like cut to the outside, instead of going to the hole, you're supposed to go to it. The offensive quarter is like, well, 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 we don't know if that play mm-hmm. is drawn up right now. Well, and the blocking mm-hmm. is completely pointless. Right. Cause you're sending blockers blocking out there and you're not yeah. even following them. Now us as fans, we love to see that, you know, a running back, you know, 
pick a hole and you just pew. But, you know, as far as a offensive game plan and offensive coordinator is concerned, they want the running back to do what they're supposed to do so that they could see if their, their, their blocking was set up right, you know, so they could change things later or mm-hmm. you know, figure out if that was just not a good design. Uh, Rojo has gotten really, really good at that. And I think he, you know, he's never been good at that. And now since Fournette's got here, he's gotten really good at it. But even on that uh, 28 or that 98 yard touchdown he had, it was some really good blocking on us part, our part. Uh, the Panthers, they had a couple screw ups there. The linebacker got out of position and they missed a tackle, but that missed tackle was 90% Rojo that caused that guy to miss. It was really, <laughs> really good. Awesome. He, the guy, the guy, you know, didn't, didn't play in his feet and wait to Rojo to come to him. He kind of launched at Rojo. And when he did, Rojo jumped up in the air, you know, left it, got both his feet off the ground. So when the guy hit him, he could just bounce right off of him. And it was, it was perfect. He timed it perfectly. And he did. He just bounced right off of that guy trying to, block him and the guy wasn't able to wrap him up and he was gone to the races. <laughs> and there was a couple other plays where Rojo was met in the backfield and still picked up positive yardage. You know, he'd do spin moves or you know, hop and jumps and all that good stuff. And there was another play where we needed the first down. This was the, this was the the play that ended the game. We needed a first down. And I think it was second and eleven or something like that. And uh he got that yardage, man, and I mean, he fought for that yardage, he was <laughs> jumping over people and all that good stuff. He's really gotten good, and he's really gotten good at following his blockers and reading his cues, so seeing his keys and where he's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's more light footed than Fournette is, and I think it's paying off for him. So that's exciting. But yeah, Ronald Jones had a fantastic game, and again, you ask, is it? The quality of the opponent. We 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 said before, you know, Carolina Panthers tackling a suspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that contributed a bit to it. But at the same time, Rojo has been getting better every week. Yeah, you know, so you know, Saints he played good. He he played good against the Giants. So mm-hmm. you know, I think we're seeing the uh, the new Rojo. I think his emergence, his the coming emergence, out party. His coming out party. I mean, he had those 300 yard games right in a row. And mm-hmm. then I forget which game it was. They sat him and put Fournette in. And didn't he have like 98 yards? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? No, or Fournette did, right? I can't remember. I know. I can't. You know, it's only been five weeks or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird. I how know. The, the seasons are so short, but so long. I so know. much happens. I, it's like week three. Do you remember that? No. No, at all. Yeah. Did we play the Panthers already? <laughs> are we going to play them again? I can't remember. I have no idea. Yeah, we played Carolina week two. Yeah. Week three was at Denver. We've gone over this before. Every every podcast we do this, who, you know, it it is so funny. You know, I've been watching football for many decades, and I've watched hundreds and hundreds of games. And you would think there's only 16 games a year. Mm-hmm. How hard can it be to remember all yeah. this stuff? I I'm lucky if I can remember who we played two weeks ago. I know. You know, and I I, I watch the games 
multiple times. Good <laughs> Lord, you spend like 12 hours like yeah. analyzing the game. And, and you would think that that would be like know, embedded. I could you. tell you who we played three weeks ago, but no. You know, I have to look at sheets constantly. I'm like, God, who did we play week four? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. It's all the drugs <laughs> and alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> You've killed too many brain cells. Though the one I had is fighting for life, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's on life support. Okay. Uh, the defensive line. Uh, these guys have got to start stepping it up. Oh, good. This was a question somebody had on YouTube about. Oh, hold on a second. I was pulling this up a minute ago. Uh, Thomas says, I'm personally a little concerned about our interior defensive line. I mean, we don't have a lot of depth there, and Vea's absence is huge. What are your thoughts? Yes, I agree 100%. I, you know, we, I, I've been a huge Vita guy uh, since we drafted him, and I didn't realize how big of a hit. Our lot was going to take without him in there. I know. It, I was trying to look up the stats earlier. I couldn't find anywhere where it broke down like the rankings by week for a team stat. These these stats are stats. The stat people, the stat <laughs> websites are just insane. Like, why can't I find that stat? Come on. Even NFL.com. Anyway. It's a tangent. But we're averaging now like 78 yards. Ooh, we're up to 78. A game. Ooh. Or no, it's seventy six point eight yards per game rushing allowed. And I was trying to look. Week five is when we lost him. I was trying to see and where I we. I think we were ranked. at sixty four. Yeah. It was, so yeah, yeah. So we're inching back up. And it, you know, it's not just the run stopping; it's the pressure up the middle. You know, we're just not getting pressure up the middle at all. And Sue, Sue's being Sue. Uh, you know he's he's not screwing up over there. And he, you know he's getting a little bit of pressure, but uh, man, it's just our defensive line is just not getting the that pressure we 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 want or expect or have seen. And you know a lot of it has to do with these quarterbacks getting the ball out quick. Mm-hmm. You know I don't know if this is a trend in the NFL, but I mean there's so many quick passes. I'm talking. I mean we're we're even doing it. You know, where it's just hike and turn around and throw the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I'll, I'll look at the all 22 and I'll see a play like that. And I'm like, well, the shit, there ain't nothing for me to do on this play. Because I can't even see the defensive and offensive line. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as it's snapped, the camera moves to whoever caught yeah. it. You know, so it's like, that's an easy one. And, and that's a lot of why these games are boring. <clears throat> because it's play after play after play. You know, these quick you know throws to the outside. You know, just bang 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 and it's like you don't get to see any action it's just a... so that's that's neutering our defensive line then we have the loss of vita which is, is extremely huge and then we have where we're you know we play these weird hybrid defenses and we're constantly doing weird stuff man i mean constantly matter of fact i was showing molly when i was watching the game i was like man you gotta come look at this and I was just showing her the, some defenses, and I'm like, "Look, we looked at it before the snap. No, we looked at it before the motion. They they went into motion. It was like, okay, look at it before the motion. They went into motion. We totally changed our defense after motion, and then after snap, we totally changed it. So we, it was changed three times, you know, one play. And a lot of that is we will 
move our defensive linemen back into coverage. You know, we had McClendon back in coverage a couple times in this game. You know, the guy's—he's a big dude. You know, we yeah. put Nacho back into coverage. Mm-hmm. We put Golston back into coverage. Well, when Vita was still playing, we put him in coverage. Yeah, we, we put Vita back in coverage sometimes. <laughs> now it's not often. You know, it's a few times a game, but still, you know, it keeps us from able to get that pressure up there. We haven't been doing a lot of uh, a gap blitzes with our linebackers. Don't know what's up with that. Seems like we have been blitzing a lot less the past uh, four weeks. Well, ever, ever since Vita's been out, mm. you know. So, yeah, it it does bother me. I'm not I'm not seeing a lot of good play on the defensive line. That includes Barrett and JPP. They're not playing horrible, but they're just not getting there, you know. And we need them to get there. Uh, JPP was probably the best player on defense in this game. You know, he did have the interception. They dropped him back in the coverage, mm-hmm. and he got that interception. Uh, he had a sack, and uh, he had another play. But that's a, I mean, that's only three good plays, and that was the most we had on defense. Yeah. You know, one For guy a 23-point game, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's crazy. I know. That there you, wasn't – you would expect more. Yeah, you would have thought at least the dogs, <laughs> you know, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and eventually, like the Panthers, they kind of give up. So you think maybe we could make an opportunity out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Barrett had a sack, uh, <laughs> the trip sack, where the <laughs> quarterback <laughs> like fell a bowling like five pen. minutes later. <laughs> <Just> waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, Barrett really didn't do anything. You know, like I said, and actually he had a, a mistake or two this game. Really? Yeah. It's unusual for him. Yeah, very unusual for him. But I'm not saying that they play him bad. It's just that they're elite players and I want them to play elite. You know, I do feel like um, we're not talking like we're seven and three right now. I mean, we were we were probably more positive about the team over the past decade. Yeah, than we're three and fourteen or something. Well, I do 12. just think like the losses, the three losses that we've had this year have just stung so much more. <laughs> like it's they just much. really stick with me. Like yeah. I'm still, I can tell you, I can't tell you all the teams that we beat. I can tell you the three teams we or the two teams we've lost to. Yeah. All right. It hurts. They hurt. And it's this high expectation. Yeah, right? that's and that's what I think about the defense too. I'm like, you know, we are still seven and three. And well, I mean the offense too. And it's like going into this Rams game, I'm like, wow, I'm you know, I'm a little worried. I'm concerned for various reasons. And then I'm like, wait, we're seven and three. I mean, we face better teams than this Rams team. And so I think it's kind of I'm getting in my own head and like the expectations of the Buccaneers are so high that I'm like, they kind of live up to it. Yeah, uh, expectations are a very fascinating thing. It's, you know, I'm a big movie buff and I will not, I I hate everybody that knows me knows don't tell me about a movie. Nothing. Don't, yes. Don't tell me anything. Don't tell I me even hesitate it. to be like, hey, Ralph, did you see this? Yeah. Because so many times, so many times, 
you know, people would be like, oh, this movie is so good. You've got to go see it. And they'll just build up the expectations. Yeah. You go and you watch it and you're like, eh, eh, you know, eh. I do kind of like, you know, for me, on the other hand, it's like people give you their expectations of a movie or their um, their opinion of a movie. And then you go watch it and you know whether to trust their recommendations. Yeah, because so I do yeah. have one friend like that where I'm like, any movie she tells me, I'm like, wow, that's horrible. I'm not yeah. watching that. <laughs> almost, almost everybody I know, they recommend a movie to me. I'm like, well, I know I can write that on the list and never watch. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's movies are like awful. comedy. You know, just, everybody's got different tastes, and most people's tastes suck. <laughs> but that's how mine. it is with the Buccaneers. We have such high expectations every week, and when we don't meet those expectations, it's a very long drop, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know? feels like the sky is falling. Yes, yes, and that you know, when people say, "Oh, this movie is fantastic," it changed my life, and blah blah blah, and you watch it, and you you're expecting this huge event, and it's not that great. You're really let down. Whereas if you had never heard anybody say anything good about it, you go and watch it, you'd probably come out and go, wow, that movie was awesome. Because you, know? <laughs> you have no expectations. That's how I like going into my movies. Is no expectations whatsoever. And that's what we need to start doing with the Buccaneers. I know. Not having that's these true. high expectations. Because that's how I am. I'm watching this game and I'm like bored with it because we're not out there thrashing these people Right, all I, over the place. yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of did. Like it was forty six to twenty three. Well, we didn't do it fast enough. Well, <laughs> you know what I said? That's uh, my expectations are so high. You know, here I'm I'm complaining about our defensive line, and we've still got a monster defensive line. We're right. in the top ten with everything. <clears throat> yeah, and still the number one rushing defense. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> what am I bitching about? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've been a Bucks fan too long. Ago. I know. It's getting to me. <laughs> Even when we're good, I'm complaining. No, especially when we're good, you're complaining. Uh, but the good thing about this, you know, we talked about dropped passes and we talked about tackling. You know, they, they, they weren't horrible, but they could definitely improve. But like we said, we've got to get the fundamentals down. We're not screwing up by leaving receivers wide open. We're not screwing up in coverage and having a bunch of confusion back there and everything. We did one time, and it was that, that play we pointed out after watching the game with a white head. Oh, that weird <laughs> one. That was so weird. I mean, it was only a one-yard play, but it was just like, what was he doing? It I was really interesting, too, because on the broadcast, like the broadcast, the camera was right on the sideline. And so you see his helmet <laughs> this way, and then you see him running the other way, like across the bottom of the screen. <laughs> it I was have, so weird. And he was running in way the wrong direction. I, yeah, I have no idea what he was doing or how he could have possibly, what he could have been thinking because he was running in the wrong direction of his teammates. Both times. <laughs> like completely the wrong way. Yeah, you would think it would have dawned on him, hey, I'm doing something wrong here. I don't know. I have no. I don't know if he thought the quarterback had thrown the ball, so he was running downfield to go tackle whoever he thought he was He was supposed to be tackling. If he th- I don't, it was I weird. No it was very strange. Very strange. It reminds me of Justin Evans against the Chicago Bears. Oh, my God. He was just running all over the field like a chicken with his head cut. <sighs> but other than that, you know, we, we played a pretty tight game. You know, as far as doing what we were supposed to do, we just lacked a little bit in the fundamentals and missed a few tackles, dropped a few passes. But other than that, 
you know, we didn't do any penalties. We didn't have uh, missed assignments. And, yeah. Well, I hope that we can carry that into this week. I hope so, too. Because we're playing the Rams. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of worried about this game. Um, I was, but now I'm not. And I'll tell you why. You know, that's funny because I, I feel much better about this game, too. You, t- you tell me why you feel better about it. I'll tell you why. Oh, well, first of all, I looked at the quality of their opponent that they've played so far this year. Uh, they've played the entire NFC East. Oh, really? Yes. So wow. that's four of their six wins. Holy crap. Yeah. They lost to the Dolphins. Which, I mean, the Dolphins are playing pretty decent football right now, I think. They lost to the Bills, 49ers, and Dolphins. They lost to the 49ers? They did. What week was that? I don't recall. I huh. think it was recently. Um, and they beat the Bears and the Seahawks. So we know the quality of the Bears and the Seahawks. That's a division game. So that's just a completely different animal. Huh. Well, yeah. Now I feel a lot better about this I know, game. right? Hmm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I watched their All-22. Oh, okay. Cool. They've got a huge weakness what on is their it? offense. Who? Is it running up the middle? Because uh, that's what I had. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, well it's because of uh, their right guard, 63, Austin Corbett, and their center, 66, Austin Blythe. Yeah, two Austins. They're, they're just not very good. Uh, they, as far as running up the middle, so they uh, they rank 28th in yards per carry up the middle. Yeah, they're they're a completely edged team. Yeah, everything is on the edges. So, their their right guard is really really weak. He he he's going to be going up against Sue most of this game, and I think Sue is just going to eat his lunch. And plus, you know, this was Sue's old team. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, one of his old teams. Yeah, uh, and we've got right now they've got a rookie slated to start. At left tackle. Yeah, I was just going to say that. So that might hurt their edge game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with JPP and Barrett out there, I don't think they're going to have as easy a time as I originally thought they were. Now, they're a very physical football team, both offense and defense. They 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 block and they tackle very well. Uh, their tight end, Tyler Higby, he's an excellent blocker. So they're probably going to have him over on that left tackle side a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but JPP is going to be over there. And I think he's going to school that young guy. Yeah. So I, th- I think. Well, that, I mean, I think, he could handle that tight end, too. Yeah. You know. I think that I think this is going to be a Sue's game. I think Sue's going to have a good game. Oh, okay. And I like gosh, it. it'd be so nice to get some pressure up the middle. It's been so long since we've done that. Since since fate has been, mm-hmm. now, I I was worried about their defense. However, 
I went back and looked at Tom Brady, like how he does against top 10 defenses. So I took the last five years and looked at all the top 10 defenses see, to see how many he had played and how he fared against them. Look miss analytics over I know. Here. Football this math, baby. <laughs> I got you. Football math. I got the football math. We're going to win this game, and let me tell you why. Here's some football algebra. <laughs> he went 21-8 and eight against top 10 defenses, and that is in the last five years. Damn. So... I am not concerned about Tom Brady or the offense whatsoever against this defense. Now, they've got some uh, fast cornerbacks. Got Ramsey back there, right? And they're good tacklers. Very good tacklers. But, you know, if we can get Antonio Brown firing down the field a little bit, that'd be nice. But, you know, like Mike Evans, he's not really a yards after the catch guy now. So, yeah. He'll nullify their tackling abilities because he's easy to tackle. <laughs> they allowed a passer rating of 57 on passes thrown 10 or more yards in the air. That's for Scott Smith's write up. Is that good? No. I mean, that's good. That's a good defense. Yeah, that's not good for us. That's good for their defense. But, I mean, how many... But, yeah, they haven't played a team like us yet. Right, I'm saying. Like, they played the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Washington, oh, the Bears, and the Seahawks. Why couldn't we have got that schedule? I know. Good Lord. I know. I mean, and they've played one of their division opponents, the Seahawks. That's the only division game they've had. Oh, yeah, the 49ers, the 49ers. too. So, two division games. Well, we're we're on the same cycle as the Rams. You know, we've been good at the same time, bad at the same time, yeah. bad at the same time. Now, they went to the Super Bowl, what, two, three years ago? Yeah, in 2018, they lost to Tom Brady. Remember that mm-hmm. deer in the headlights? Yep. And that year, they had uh, their defense was ranked number two. Oh, they got a new defensive coordinator. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, no. Their defense was ranked 19th that year, so they... It was their offense that got them there with Jared Goff, the Ryan Gosling. Discount Ryan Gosling. Discount Ryan Gosling. (laughs) I love that. But they beat, Tom Brady beat the Rams 13 to 3. Remember remember Sean McVay on that? I know. He was like this the whole game. Yeah. During the headlights. Just can't believe I lost it. Well, you know, they were a one trick pony, basically. You know, they ran that one formation, just all that, you know, they they ran. 50 plays out of one formation. And then they had that, that one play they ran all the time. I can't remember what it is now, but you know, they're much more expanded now. They're, they're actually a very good offense, and they're, they do a lot of misdirection, a lot of tricky stuff. Yeah, that's what Levante David was saying, that they have a lot of motion. Uh, they a lot of shift motion. Yeah. a lot. But we don't fall for that. No, no, that's one thing. We are a very smart, very smart yeah. defense. And we, we, don't, we do not fall for that stuff. Hardly ever. And they ain't going to do it this time because we're going to be expecting it. Usually yeah. the, the only time you get us is when we it's a team that we don't expect to do it, does it? Yeah. But we we rarely, rarely fall for misdirection or trick plays or anything of that nature. So, I'm, you know, I'm not worried about that. We just got to be on our P's and Q's. Yeah, I think the tackling could be an issue, you know, if mm-hmm. you're – yeah, if there's a lot of misdirection or shifts or whatever, we just got to – you know, focus and be very disciplined. Yeah. Now, like I said, they they do 
around the edges. A lot of plays are on the edges. Uh, they do a lot of deep stuff too. But they try to avoid like the linebacker area, and that's going to hurt us because our linebackers are very good. So the middle of the field is where the linebackers roam. It, it's going to be interesting to see how they use or we use our linebackers in this game because if we just leave them sitting in the middle of the field, they're not going to get a whole lot of action. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting. You know, I'm talking about our inside linebackers. Right. If they, uh, you know, and they're, they're two of our best players on defense, I'd, I'd like to see them kind of maybe, I don't know, spread them out a little further or something. Or have them blitz. The blitz, yes. Yeah. Especially of the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this team does almost everything on the edges. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, this was we a, got this. I know. <laughs> we, me and you have been so worried about this game for like three weeks. <laughs> well, and tonight it's Friday night, and the Bucks are practicing at Ray J tonight, and then I think tomorrow night, Saturday, they're going to practice at night also. So I, I do hope that I and I think that they are focusing on the prime time aspect of the game because we've kind of struggled in those yeah, games. Yeah. So I think that making that a focus and trying to address that issue, I think it's going to pay dividends in the game. And just the odds are in our favor. You know, we're an elite team. We've, we've had what, two or three primetime. How many primetime games have we had this year so far? We had the uh, bears, the bears on Thursday night. The, we had Sunday night against uh, the New Saints. Orleans. Are those, the only, are those two? only two? Yeah. Cause we were supposed to have the game. Was it the Giants? It was supposed. It got flexed back. Mm-hmm. So I think. What about the Green Bay game? Was that? No, that was regular. You One sure? o'clock, four o'clock. Anyhow, during the day. Uh, you know the odds are just in our favor <clears throat> that we're going to have a good primetime game. <laughs> Is you that know. how that works? Yeah, that's football, football math. math. Football yeah, math. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's really strange how. Our attitude has flipped on this. I know. We have well, watching them against Seattle was a little uh, disconcerting. Yeah. yeah, disconcerting because they did just kind of manhandle them. Mm-hmm. But here's another stat. This is from Scott Smith. Uh, the Rams defense has only allowed 36 second half points all season. So but they've only that's played- like I know, but wait. So that's like four points a game averaging they allow in the second half. But the largest deficit they've overcome all season has been four points. <laughs> so uh, that was when yeah. they played Seattle and they fell behind in the first quarter. It was seven to three and they ended up beating Seattle. But so they're one and two when they're trailing after the third quarter, one and three when they're trailing at halftime and oh and three when trailing this doesn't make sense, Scott. Scott needs an editor. <laughs> you have been complaining about yeah. that all day. Bro. He says, okay, one and two when trailing after the third quarter. Oh, and three when trailing after three quarters. I should have read this better because I would not have used that. Anyway, they're not a comeback team. So we need to get up quick. So, yeah, so I think we start fast. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm much more confident about this game because you know I was yeah. going to predict us to lose this. Were you? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Until now I'm just like, we got this. Yeah, that's how I feel now too. Yeah. You, you've talked me into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, the one big issue that we do have with this game is the ref crew is going to be Jerome Boger. Ah, he's the one that effed us week one. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, I don't know if he's going to hand out the memo that they're not going to call any holding this game. <laughs> no, that's just with the Saints. But Sean Sean Payton try probably slipped him a Golden Corral gift card or something <laughs> <Black> gold <laughs> before gold the corral. game. I don't know. It was the first thing that came to my head. I was thinking You're of a hungry? steak place, but uh, I was thinking of a different steak place, but that's just what came out. Golden Corral. So, you know, I kind of worry about that. And there's going to be some attention on this ref crew Monday Night Football. Yeah, but I think that we have cleaned up the penalties so much. I'm just not even yeah, concerned we're not about that. Any penalties. Yeah, no. Crazy. So, I mean, if you're getting like three or four a game for like 30, but 40 yards, I don't even care about that. I'm not worried about us getting penalties. I'm worried about them holding and not getting called. They will do that. This offensive line and these tight ends will hold. If you give, if you beat them, they will grab you. <laughs> so, you know, we got this ref crew coming in. It doesn't call any holding. And uh, you know, we got a team we're going up against that will hold if you beat them. So that could be disastrous. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it either. I'm excited about it. I know, me too. We're going we're going re uh rebrand our names since we screwed up so bad on prime time the past couple of times. People are gonna be watching this game and go, Okay, all right. Yeah. We need some team. redemption. Cause we have played some really good games and they haven't been on prime time. I know. And the Green Bay game was really good. I know. Last week. Good game. Beat the mess out of people. Only 15 people watched it. <laughs> Actually, the, gosh, I want to say the Green Bay, Tampa Bay game was one of the highest watched football games like ever. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. Can't remember. I'll have to fact check, follow that one up. Yeah. All right. So what do you think? Give us a prediction. All right. My Score prediction, I'm going to say 31 to 24 bucks. Man, you keep stealing my scores. <laughs> Maybe you should go first. Hmm. 31 24. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I'm going to do. I'm going to do 32 17. 31 17 is like a popular score for us this year. Like we had that. That's what we beat um, the Panthers by. Pick another one. Anyway. Did you know our score? What was it? 40, 46 to 23. 46 to 23 has never, never happened in the NFL. It's so crazy. <laughs> I know. That's, that, that, that is a, a record right there. Yeah. Something that's never happened in the NFL. Because awesome. everything has happened in the NFL. I know. Once, it seems like. All right. So Wait, there we go. Let me go through the injury report and the news. That's what I was getting ready to say. Oh, okay. I was going to say that wraps up our preview for the Rams game. But okay, you got injury report. Yeah, I got injury report. So the Rams haven't put out a Thursday or a Friday injury report. And I don't know, this is part of the news segment, but they had uh, three practice squad players get put on the COVID list. And Wednesday they had two 
shut down practice. Well, they learned about it Tuesday night, Wednesday. They did everything virtual. So I don't know if maybe that's why they don't have an injury report. But this is like every every team we've played. I know. That's what I'm saying. Isn't that weird? Hmm. Something going on here. Something going on there. It's another deflate gate. It's COVID gate. Brady cheating. (laughs) Brady. Infecting people with it. (laughs) <laughs> the wood <flip. laughs> He's working with the CCP. <laughs> the injury report for the Bucks is out, although they're practicing like right now. So <clears throat> we don't have one for Friday. Mike Edwards had a quad injury. He was limited Thursday. Chris Godwin with the finger. He was a full participant on Thursday. Tanner Hudson mispractice. I will get to this in a minute. It's part of our new segment. It's not injury related. Ali Marpet is returned back to practice after the being in the concussion protocol. So we're happy to see him back. Hopefully we'll have him on Monday. Scotty Miller has the hip and groin injury. He was a full participant on Thursday. Sean Murphy Bunting has a groin injury. He was a full participant on Thursday, and JPP has a knee injury. He was limited on Thursday. And then the Rams, they have uh, their offensive lineman, Brian Allen, has a knee injury. He was limited Wednesday. And then Aaron Donald, it was not injury-related, did not practice on Wednesday. That, that's it. That reminds me, we, we totally did not talk about their defense. Uh, Aaron Donald, when we played them last year, he he takes two guys minimum. We we triple teamed him. Oh a really? Lot last time we played, if you don't remember, last year we beat the mess out of him. Yeah, it was like a 40, yeah. 50 point. They have a new defensive coordinator this year. Though, yeah, they're playing a different style offense, and uh, they're just meshing together very well. Leonard Floyd, they're uh, one of their linebackers. He's really good. Uh, but we're, we're going to have to really watch out for that Aaron Donald, of course. But like I said, I mean, we triple teamed him last year a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you but it, it was effective. I mean, he didn't. Right. Yeah. We shut him down. Yeah. Shut him down. So. But they've they've got plenty of playmakers on that side. Like I said, Jalen Ramsey's over there. Uh, they got the new strong safety, Jordan Fuller. He's pretty decent. Uh, Micah Kaiser. Uh, Michael Brockers. For the 90. So. Our offensive line is going to have a handful, but I, I really think that uh, Brady, like you said, he's he's very effective against top-rated defenses. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to uh, pick them apart. And being in the AFC, I mean, he had to face the Bills' defense, which they've had some good defenses at Pittsburgh regularly, the Ravens regularly. So he's no stranger to good defenses. The Rams signed Matt Gay this week, <laughs> which I'm like, did they do that on purpose? You know they did. They're probably going to have him be a captain, come out there during the coin toss. I, I know, right? Well, okay, so their regular kicker, Kai Forbath, went on IR. But apparently they're holding a one-day kicking competition between Matt and their practice squad kicker, Austin McGinnis, tomorrow. So, Saturday. Oh, so their, that game might not be their they kicker. Might, he might not be their kicker. I looked on their roster. 
to see, and he doesn't even have a number assigned yet. So he may or may not make the cut. We won't know until Saturday. The I touched on this briefly or a few minutes ago. Uh, the COVID test, they put tight end Kendall Blanton, defensive back Jake Gervais, and wide receiver J.J. Koski on the COVID list. So they're all practice squad players. Whichever one of them tested positive, they haven't said, uh, is asymptomatic. So mm. it's not really a huge going to be a huge issue it's not going to affect things on monday the league and the nflpa have agreed to a tentative 2021 schedule uh it was released so february 23rd through march 9th will be the franchise franchise slash transition player designation period the end of the league year is on march 17th Off-season workouts for teams with new head coaches will start April 5th, April 19th. All other workouts will start. And then the 23rd of April is the last day of restricted free agency. April 28th is the last day to match offer sheets for restricted free agents. And then April 29th is the draft. Okay. So it feels weird to be already talking about the 2021 season, but here we are. I don't think we're ever going to get there. No, I don't think so either. Sweet asteroid of death is going to come and just put us out of our misery. December 31st, 2020. (laughs) Put a big exclamation point on this year. (laughs) Rojo was named the FedEx Ground Player of the Week for his performance. Well deserved. I know. I'm so happy for him. I guess, but is that that's like the daytime Emmys award or something? Probably. Yeah, FedEx ground care. player. Yeah. Do like they have it. a FedEx air player? Yeah, they do. Tom Brady was nominated, but I guess he didn't win. Do they have a FedEx no. water player? No. FedEx fire. No. Earth fire no. wind and. Yeah. <laughs> Can Captain Planet? <laughs> <laughs> Showing your age over there. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, on a more somber note, Tanner Hudson lost his father, and that's why he missed practice on Thursday. They were apparently very close per Mark Cook, and it was a sudden loss. So our condolences are with the Hudson family. It's very sad. Sean Payton has announced that Taysom Hill will get the start this week with Drew Brees being out. Now, did he announce that? Because I saw he put out a statement saying, I haven't decided yet. Well, I don't know. I don't Uh, know which one came first. Right. Diana Rossini of ESPN reports that Jameis will not be part of any offensive packages on Sunday. What? Yeah. At all? That's what she said. Write that down because I want to keep note of that if she's wrong. Okay. All right. And Taysom took no starting reps at practice this week. Wait, so Taysom took no starting reps? I mean, no, he took all the. (laughs) I was like, what? They're trying to confuse themselves over there. 5D chess. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see. 
that that kind of surprised me. But at the same time, it doesn't because I expected Taysom Hill to be the second stringer behind Drew Brees. Yeah, he's out. on the he's on the depth chart that way. Yeah, and I was I was surprised when they put uh, James Winston in after Drew Brees got hurt. Yeah, but hey, I'd like to I'd like to see James to get out there and sling the ball around. So yeah, I want to know like see if his eyesight's improved. Yeah. yeah. Cyril Grayson was activated from the back to the practice squad from the COVID list on Thursday, which I didn't even know he was on the COVID list, but he's he will, back. He will forever be known to me as Doink. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Captain Doink. <laughs> right off his face. Doink. The Bucks announced their protected players this week. It is running back Kenyon Barner, guard John Mulchin, kicker Greg Joseph, and defensive lineman Jeremiah Ledbetter. Okay, I know one of those people. Okay, good. And then we placed TJ Logan on the COVID list. Hmm. I guess they get on these lists if they You're on the list. get near anybody that might yeah. have had. Yeah. So if they yeah. are like exposed and they don't know if they have it yet, they put them on the list and then there's some protocols. I think they've got to have like consecutive negative tests and then they get off. So it's just... And in the meantime, they quarantine. Hmm. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We've got a big game coming up Monday night. And according to Molly and myself, we are going to win this sucker. It's going to happen. Like I said, we were very concerned about this game for the past <clears throat> few weeks. And then for some inexplicable reason, for the apparently in the past 24 hours, we both I know. changed our mind. Well, you know, I wanted to ask you the... Did you see us having made improvements from the Saints game to the Carolina game, which I presume you would say yes because we won? Like the issues that we had in the New Orleans game, did we improve on those? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We we were very, yeah. We were much better in the Carolina game. Uh, we played, I'd give us a, I don't know, a B plus. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna say A minus, but yeah, A minus, B plus. I think they're the same thing. Sure, we'll go with that. And uh, you know, the level of the opponent was different, of course, but you know, as far as just looking at us, we played a better game, and we didn't screw up. And didn't we had, you know, really the one bad play by Whitehead where he was confused. <laughs> uh, you know, we had the missed tackles, dropped passes. Other than that, you know, we played a good good game. You know, but not spectacular other than Brady and Ronald Jones. But, hey, that's all you need. I know. You know those guys were killing it out there. Brady was throwing some beautiful passes, making good decisions. Love it. Love it. All right. You done? I'm done. Hey, guys, man, let's get excited about this Monday Night Football game. It's funny. I, I still got people asking me them when they see me walking around with my Buccaneer stuff. They're like, hey, y'all got Brady this year, didn't you? <laughs> I'm like, man, I've been a Buccaneer fan for, what, 30 years now? I know, now. I know. Anyone, everyone's talking about is Brady. Yeah. That's all we talk about, too, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah. All righty, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go Bucks.